Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Wonderful, wonderful to be here with you today. Um, uh, I always like to start off with something funny. How many people watch the Joel Osteen podcast? Right, one, me. Oh, you should. He starts off, uh, I, just, I just tune in for the joke he tells at the start of his messages. I've got to tell you the story about a nun, a medical nun who was doing her rounds in a particular nation in the country that she lived in. You might guess which country it is after a while. And uh, she ran out of petrol 200 metres from the petrol station. And so she jumped out of the car and walked to the petrol station and asked if there was a can she could borrow, fill it up with petrol, go fill the car so she could, um, you know, keep moving. Unfortunately, they'd loaned the last petrol can out. And so she went back to the car to look for some kind of container she could put petrol in, and all she could find was a bedpan. (laughs) So... (laughs) This joke's so funny, I start laughing around about now. <laughs> and I haven't even got you to the punchline. Uh, and so she, she uh, went back to the petrol station and filled up the bedpan and brought it back to the car and started to fill it up. And across the road, there's two workers on a construction site. And one says to the other, says, Flanagan, he says, you know I'm not a religious man. But if that car goes, I will be in church on Sunday. (laughs) You like that? I should quit while I'm ahead. That's great. How many people having a birthday besides Thelma this morning? Thelma is 80 years of age today. 80 years of age. My Lord. It'll be years until I'm that old. (laughs) You'll have to write me out something to tell me. Tell me what it's like to be 80 years of age. That's fantastic. Well, look, don't miss tonight. Um, uh, I'm going to preach on something. I've been sitting on a message for about two years, and I just feel like tonight is the night to bring it out. Uh, It's called The Marriage Bed. I know. This is something that only fathers in the faith should talk about. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just sensational from top to bottom, you know? So we're not into sensationalism, but um, we're also not afraid to help the next generations come on up and have the best marriage bed they can have. Yeah. Do, do we all realize in this place how important the marriage bed is? They have a thing called pillow talk. It's amazing what discussions you have in bed. It's amazing how many problems you sort out and it's amazing how much relationship either breaks or builds in bed. And so I'm going to talk about the marriage bed from Hebrews 13.4 tonight. It says, uh, amongst other things, this is the guts of the... You allowed to say that word here? Anyway, this is... the. This is the heart and soul. This is the heart and soul of Hebrews 13:4, and it says this: that the marriage bed should be holy and undefiled. 
And if you consult anybody that works with gold or silver or any other precious metal or diamonds, the more impurities you remove from something, the more valuable it becomes. Oh, that's a good thought. That's a good thought right there. So, uh, you know, I, I plan on, on mentioning something about, like, uh, I hope to sow into your life. If your marriage bed is a bit, um, you know, how are you going? If the marriage bed is not the exciting place it should be and you need a revival, well, come along tonight. I've got some great advice for you. Tula and I, look, this is dangerous right now. I don't know whether to pull out of that nosedive right at this moment or not. But I've got to say, Tula and I were extremely grateful for a second chance at love. We were extremely grateful and we've done so much less wrong second time around than we did first time around, simply out of gratitude. And we have the most wonderful marriage. It's extremely... Um, you can fill in the adjectives. Uh, and, and, and that makes our marriage bed something wonderful. But I'm not going to talk to you about our relationship. I'm going to talk to you about anybody's relationship and how that can work. So, so this morning, let's bring up a scripture. I just feel like sharing one of my favorite scriptures with you this morning. It might have something to do with the message. It might not. It's like Phil Pringle got up once and said, turn to the Bible, turn anywhere, it's all good. <laughs> and in Ezekiel chapter 37, is it up behind me? It's up there? Okay. Maybe I better read the version that's up there, otherwise my version I have in front of me may not be the same. Why don't we all read it together? You don't have to stand, just remain seated all together. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live then you shall know that I am the Lord that's a great scripture isn't it uh, uh, there's more to come you know actually Ezekiel was unsure whether a miracle of this magnitude could happen that somebody could make a comeback and it wasn't just somebody it was an army of bodies and it seemed like, if you read into it, it must have been a genocide or something like this. It's like a whole, a whole army of people had been slain at the one place. It's like some army had won a victory and gathered up all the living ones and slaughtered them in the one place and their bones were just bleached and lying across the desert sands. And so at some time afterwards, it's not like they just recently died. They were bones. There was no flesh on them anymore. And, and so God just comes to the man and says, what do you think? Can we make a comeback? What do you think? They look as dead as anything. Do you think there's anything that could be done about this, this situation? And poor Ezekiel, I'd have been right up there with Ezekiel. 
poor Ezekiel. He said, I've got no idea. <laughs> but you are God and you can do anything. That was about the sum total of his faith right at that moment. And so then it, 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 he prophesied and the, and the power of God in this vision came upon these bones and amazingly sinews and tendons and flesh and skin came on and then he prophesied again and life came into these bodies and it says they stood up an exceeding great army. Fancy making a comeback like that. And in life, every one of us have to make comebacks. Every one of us have to get through something. Here, if you want to make this really, really simple, life is not about how excited you can get. It's about how many victories you can win. Life is not about how happy you can get. It's about how much fruit you can bear. And so even though God loves it when, he, you know, when, when we're happy, he's more concerned that we go through things that build stature and strength and puts some muscle on the inside of our inner man so that at the end of the day somebody looks at us and says, well, wow, I need that. I've never looked at a really happy person and said, would you give me what you've got? Because I've got the capacity to be happy. But I, I don't always have the capacity to, you know, I see somebody stronger, somebody winning bigger than I am, somebody that's going out further, somebody that's taking on more challenges. I think, whoa, you know, like give me some of that. And you're the same because there's a, you know, when you talk about getting up again, I remember again Phil Pringle preaching once and it's twice he gets a run in the meeting here this morning, but anyway, that was the last one. But he said, you can always get up. You've got a get up kind of guy on the inside of you. It's, that's a good thing to remember. And so have you had a hard life? Well, join the club. Have you had terrible things? Have you had things come out of left field that just, you know, just, you know, wow, what was the number of the fleet of uh, <laughs> those Mack trucks that just ran over me? It, it happens. Funny, you know, like uh, I brought my book again just in case somebody, um, uh, the dog ate it or, you know, you need another coffee. <laughs> this little book's going all over the world and uh, it's blessing people called Grieve Upwards. And uh, I had a friend of mine, a childhood friend, who's obviously now my age, living in somewhere near New York. And she, she wrote me and she sent me back an email. She said, in fact, I'll read it to you. Chrissy said, yes, I bought a copy of your book and marveled at all you have been through, dear friend. And then she made these four, she said these four words, I love your bounce. And that's the topic of my message, the title of my message this morning, I Love Your Bounce. Some days, like a friend of mine just reminded me the other week, some days life just comes to get you. Have you noticed? And so our job is to survive the seven ages of man as we go through it. I like these. Here they are, the seven ages of man. Spills, drills, thrills, builds, ills, pills and wills. Come on, say that back to me. 
spills, drills, thrills, builds, ills, pills, and wills. The seven ages of man, according to David Schaefer. No, it wasn't my, it wasn't my uh, creation. And so in life, it's obvious that we all rise by conquest, not by seniority. And so I want to talk, I want to give you th- four people that bounced back. I think of the first, the first group of people that made a great comeback in life were the disciples on the fourth day after the crucifixion. Can anybody remember what Jesus did when he came back, what he said to them, what he did to them, and what he said to them when he rose from the dead? He came back and he he did something and he said something to them, the very first things he did. He did say, therefore, go and make disciples. That was a little bit after that. He, He definitely said that. Yes, it was. That's right. He give me something to eat. He he, he got hungry. The the very first thing. That's great. I've got you all on tenderhooks. I've got the advantage. I've been reading it lately. So, but the very first thing he did when he found these bruised, battered remnants of who they used to be four days before or months before, he it says he breathed on them, and said receive the Holy Spirit or be filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, And then he said an amazing thing to them. He said, whosoever sins you forgive, I forgive or remit. Whosoever sins you retain, I retain. In other words, he went straight to the heart of why they were weak. I mean, it was bad enough that they had given their boats away and their jobs away and they had organized their whole family around walking, you know, walking around Israel after Jesus and, and giving themselves to the greatest ministry the world has ever seen with the Son of God himself following, uh, you know, walking around them, following him, only to come to a cruel Roman cross on a public place on the side of a hill and to watch him have nails hammered through his flesh and a spear jammed through his side and thorns dragged down over his poor head and, and, and to watch him agonizingly come to a place where he breathed his last and yielded up the spirit and died. I mean, what died in them that day? What was it that was crushed and broken in them as they watched this happening? And boy, did they have an opportunity to, be, to, to fall into unforgiveness. When you think about it, they would have hated the Roman uh, Empire. They would have hated the, the, the Jewish religion of the day that had worked together with the Roman Empire to bring down the saviour of the world. And, and, and they were there. And, you know, the, the, you know, it's hard enough watching a friend die, uh, your master die, the one you call teacher, master, lord, saviour. Peter had had the revelation about who he was and, you know, all this. And to watch all that tragedy and that devastation and that cruelty would have been hard enough but to develop a giant case of unforgiveness on top of it well that's just torture so they're bruised and bleeding out of every you know 
out of every part of their being. And so Jesus simply comes along, breathes on them, and says, hey, come on, let me restore you. Let me lift you up again. Let, let, let me put strength in your inner man. Let, come on, we've, we've got to get you back up as quickly as possible. It doesn't look as bad as it, as it did three days ago. There's hope here. And so he breathed on them, and these amazing people made an amazing comeback. One thing for Jesus to make a great comeback, it was another thing for his disciples to get through this experience. Have you heard of Elizabeth Elliot? Some of you have. Daphne has. Some of you have heard of Elizabeth Elliot. She was the wife of Jim Elliot. And they went to Bible college in the 1950s and uh, he and some of his friends, his, his friends' names were Nate Saint, he was the pilot, Peter Fleming, Roger Uderian and Ed McCulley. While they were at college in America, they got this vision, Bible college, they got this vision to take the gospel to the Wairanas tribe in South America. And, uh, and so with their planes, they made all the preparations and flew over and dropped gifts and they'd, they'd um, say words out of the plane. And finally, they landed on a, on a, a, a um, sand, sandy place in the river. They worked out where they could land the plane and they did and they were kind of accepted. And then um, the, one day, all five men were in the plane. They were all there and they were all speared to death by this tribe of people. They were all young marrieds, and Jim's wife, his, his name... By the way, does anybody know what statement Jim Elliot is famous for? Okay, I'll give it to you. A man is no fool who gives up that which he cannot keep to obtain that which he cannot lose. That's a good one. And so... When Jim died and was martyred that, that day, uh, his wife had a one-year-old baby. They'd been married for three short years. And then two years after that, when her little baby uh, was three years of old, she moved in with the Wairanas, known to their neighbours as Orcas, because Orcas means savage. She ministered to them and remained in their settlement in the foothills of the Andes, subsisting on barbecued monkey limbs and other local fare and living in rain-swept huts. Would you say that's a comeback? That's an amazing resurrection of hope and life and courage. And rather than stay down under their circumstances, this woman rose up and you know, in their language, they didn't have a word for forgiveness. They, didn't, they hardly had a word for love. And so they introduced something. They had to introduce new words into their language because this tribe saw something they had never seen before in their life, that a woman whose, man, whose husband they had murdered would come back and finish the job and preach the gospel and the whole tribe came to Christ. I think that's an amazing story. Not only that, 
But she then married again. She married Lars Green in 1977. Then she married Addison Leach in 1969. Uh, sorry, got it round the wrong way. She married Addison Leach in 1969. And then she married Lars Green in 1977. And then she died, I think it was in, uh, anyway. Uh, I think she died this year. But she's also been a great author. I mean, what, a, what an unstoppable spirit. When you think about it, here's a woman that said, well, while I'm alive, I'm going forwards. Sooner or later, I mean, everybody's got the right to crawl up a hollow log and lick their wounds and to just feel what just happened to me and how long does that take? Well, friends, it just takes as long as it takes. Trust me, it does. But at the end of the day, when you wake up again and you think, well, wait a minute, if I'm still alive, what is there for me? And so somehow this lady looked back to God and said, Jesus, I'm going to keep walking after you. By the way, this isn't in my notes, but does anybody remember a man called Dave Reaver? No? I'm talking about people you've never met before. Thank goodness I'm here. <laughs> Dave Reaver was serving with the American Christian man and serving with the American army in Vietnam. And uh, a, a, a bomb exploded, a sulfur bomb exploded near him and he fell into the water and he, he instantly, because of the explosion, he instantly lost 60% of his body mass but, but remained alive. When they pulled him out of the water, because this is how these bombs work, and oxygen found its way to where the fragments of the bomb were, he exploded into flames. And so they put the flames out, managed to get him onto a helicopter with his dog tags jammed beneath his, between his teeth. And when they put him onto the helicopter, he, when they put your dog tags between your teeth, it's because they believe you're dead. They didn't know how this man could be alive. And so he made some sort of sounds and they, they, he realized they, they realized he was alive by pulling his dog tags out and they lifted off the ground and then they came under enemy fire and he prayed this, Dear God, we're all going to be shot down and I'm going to be the only survivor. They got him back to America and he went through, through I, I can't remember, but it must have been 40 or 50 operations, skin grafts, putting a nose back, reconstructing his, his features and his face. And one day, you know, he, he went around ministering to, to ex-Vietnam vets. He went to schools and, you know, it was kids that had had it really hard that would come up to him and weep all over him and love him because he'd had it hard too. And, and um, one day he said, he just got so sick of it. And he said, oh God, when are you going to heal me? He was in a church building. He said, God, when is this going to happen? He was so fed up with being like he was. And, uh, and he said, God, if you'd, you, you know, he heard nothing from God, I might add. You know, he's asking, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do this? When are you going to get off your throne and do something? <laughs> Come on. You, you've had days like that. And, and, uh, and so in the end, he said, God, if you don't heal me, I'll, I'll, I'll. And then he heard from God. And the Lord spoke to him and said, you'll do what? <laughs> yeah. 
So he paused and then he said, I'll just keep loving, for, loving you and living for you for the rest of my life. He'd made a comeback, friends, on the inside. He decided that, that living for God, no matter what your circumstances are, is better than living any other way. It's got purpose in it. It's got strength in it. It's got hope in it. It's got life in it. We need to look at that. Comebacks are great. And look, if you've never had to make a comeback, just keep breathing. Just keep eating, sleeping, breathing. It'll happen. God's interested in turning each one of us into amazing champions. Let me talk to you about Jonah. Boy, did this man make a comeback. Come on, all of us, well, many of us would have been at Sunday school. You know, this, this man was happy to be a prophet as long as it wasn't too hard for him. And then one day God said, I want you to go to Nineveh. And Nineveh had the reputation of just torturing and killing. It was the most debauched and violent group of people. They were mad. They were insane with ungodliness. And they were the ISIS of their day. And, and, and so uh, uh, Jonah objected to this. And you know the story. He went down to Joppa. He went down into the, to the belly of the boat. He went out into the ocean. The storm came up. And look at this. He was so keen on not going to Nineveh that he volunteered for them to throw him overboard. They said, who's the problem for this? Who's causing this storm? It's me. It's me. Pick me. That was Jonah. I'm, I'm ready, you know. I guarantee you this. If he hadn't been picked up and thrown overboard, he would have taken a running jump off the boat. He was happy to have his life ended right there. And it's amazing because, you know, there are some days when life gets so impossible that we don't think we've got a prayer left in us. Again, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemies, but God has a habit of raising the dead. Sometimes he raises the living dead. And so you know the rest of the story. Jonah's swallowed by the fish. Now, you may have been taught in Sunday school that it was a whale and he breathed the air that was in the whale. It doesn't say that in the Bible. In fact, it actually says when Jesus is referring to that story, he said, no sign will be given to you other than the sign of Jonah. In other words, he's saying, what's going to happen to me is the very same thing that happened to Jonah. Now, can I ask you, did Jesus die? And was he in the belly of the earth for three days and three nights? Yes, he was. Where was his body when he was in the belly of the earth? In the tomb. The body was in the tomb. His spirit and soul was in the belly of the earth where he was preaching to some people that lived around the time of Noah. And so there he was in the belly of this fish and with his dying breath, swallowed whole, with his dying breath, he praised. You can read it in Jonah chapter 2. He did not pray from the belly of the fish. He actually prayed from the roots of the mountains. He died. And yet with that last instinct, 
he called out to God and as a result of it his spirit and soul were reunited with his body after God tickled the belly of the fish and coughed him up and then he rose up and you know the rest of the story so great was his comeback so great was his bounce that he went to Nineveh and the whole city turned and came to Christ in our terminology that's a pretty amazing comeback you'd have to say last one what about David David was living his life he was somewhere between being anointed and being king and I think he was still living in was it Ziklag or Philistine country or something like that and he got the news that Saul and Jonathan had been killed they'd been they'd both been been killed in war now it's an amazing story because in the, it was the father and son Jonathan Saul and Jonathan and Saul was the one that wanted to kill him and Jonathan was his covenant friend and if you read the song of the bow in in uh where is it 2 Samuel chapter 1 you can see that David grieves equally for both Saul and Jonathan in fact this is what he says let me read it to you he says Saul and Jonathan beloved and pleasant in their life and in their death they were not parted they were swifter than eagles they were stronger than lions O daughters of Israel weep for Saul this is the man who wanted to kill him weep for Saul who clothed you luxuriously in scarlet why didn't David just mourn or grieve for Jonathan his covenant mate why did he include Saul in that I'll tell you why because he didn't want to get swallowed up by unforgiveness and he realized a great truth at some stage in his life it must have ticked that it's not just your friends that push you towards your destiny it's your enemies as well isn't that what happened to Judas and Jesus wasn't the betrayal that Judas inflicted upon Jesus the very reason why Jesus went to the cross and died for the world and rose from the dead and now lives forever and loves every single one of us and Jesus' betrayer, just like David's betrayer, pushed him further and further up into his destiny and his calling. Friends, all things work together for good to those that love God and are calling, called according to, their, to his purpose. Can you say amen for that? Are you on the way up? Are you on the way through? There are some people in church this morning that just need to make a comeback. Can I say it again? I've only got one point. What a simple message. Life is not about how excited we can get, but how victorious we can become. Life is not about how happy we can be, but how much fruit we can bear. And so when you handed your life over to Jesus, you, you think about what you did once. Can you remember the moment? You said, Jesus, here's my life. Take it. Use it however you want to. Whatever you want to do with it, you just do that. Whatever you want to allow, whatever you want to instigate, Jesus, I'm yours. You're my Lord. And then he does it, and we think, wow, <laughs> I didn't think he'd be serious with that. 
But he was absolutely rock-solid serious about not letting you get through life as average, as normal. Absolutely committed to your potential and to your greatness. Let's just pray together. Father, I'm praying this morning that every man and woman, every child in this church, even the little ones drawing under the chairs this morning, would be touched by your anointing. Father, that somewhere deep inside us, like Jonah, you'd find a prayer. You'd excite the last bit of hope or faith that we've got if that's where we're at this morning. And we'd turn our eyes towards you and we would say, Lord Jesus, I'm not done. I refuse to lie down. I will not allow these circumstances to be where I stopped in life. Lord Jesus, I cast my eyes back to you. I look to you and I declare, God, that I'm ready to get up and I'm ready to walk again and I'm ready to move forwards and I'm ready for the rest of whatever it is there is for me. Hallelujah. While every head is bowed and every eye is closed, uh, if that's you this morning and you're, you, you might be saying, well, I don't know, I just seem to have been stopped I don't know what it is but but um, uh, you know whether it was your circumstances or, or, or whether you just kind of went to sleep whether you're just doing a Rip Van Winkle whatever it might be if there's a, if there's a little prayer inside you if there's, a, if there's something inside you that hasn't gone to sleep if there's something inside you that won't lie down, if there's something inside you that says that's being awakened right now under the anointing and the power of God, and it's saying, wait a minute, what am I doing with my life? Why am I living like this when I can turn to Jesus and he can heal me and restore me and give me back my bounce? If that's you this morning, just stand where you are. I'd love to pray for you. Don't be afraid to do this. This is God loving you. This is God believing in you. This is God believing more about you than you believe about yourself. Glory to God. There's time. I'm giving people time to stand and say, that's me, David. I'm ready to make another a step forward. I'm trusting that God will intervene in my circumstances. In fact, I can see God intervening in people's circumstances right now. As you look away to him, there's somebody in this place that says, but wait, my circumstances are impossible. No, they're not. They're only impossible to you. I mean, of course they are from a human perspective, but no, they're not from a heavenly one. And so in Jesus' name, Father, I pray for each one of these beautiful people I believe there's more to stand. I believe there's more saying, yes, I'm not going to just leave my life where it is right at the moment. I haven't pulled up stumps. This is not my last innings. <coughs> Pardon me. Glory to God. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for your powerful, wonderful anointing to flood and wash down over us, your people. Holy Spirit, move upon us move upon us come on even if you don't have to stand make it your prayer Holy Spirit move upon us move upon us move upon me 
Father, in Jesus' name, some of you have to say, Oh God, restore my passion. Oh God, lift me up again. Jesus' wonderful name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And so, Father, I pray for every person standing right now that the anointing and the power of God would come upon each one. Father, that you would hear their cry and do for them what you did for Jonah. And Father, there would be a resurrection in their soul, in their spirit, in their inner man, that you would bring them back to life, that there would be revival in their spirit man, that God, their hearts would be turned to you in such a way as that they would be excited again about the Word of God and excited again about the mission of God and excited again about the things that were promised to them long ago. There's somebody standing here right now and you've had prophecies that have promised much but have delivered little. And God's got you in this place this morning. He knows exactly what he said about you. And sometimes you've said, well, I don't know. I don't understand prophecy. I, you know, if, that's, if, you, if you get a prophecy and it doesn't come to pass, but, but the Lord knows when it's time to open the doors of opportunity before you. He knows sometimes it was in his plan to take you to a place of emptiness simply so he could fill you. Friend, he has trouble filling something that's already full. And so he has to empty it first so that he can fill it with himself. And I speak that over your life, that you be filled this time with heaven's bounty, that you would be filled with heaven's passion, that you would be filled with heaven's anointing, that you would be filled with heaven's revelation that your eyes would be touched so that they can see and your ears would be open so that they can hear and your heart would be open so that it can comprehend. Oh, I bless you with that today. You lovely thing, you. You beautiful person. You creation of God. You're a new creation. Hallelujah. Let me say something to you this morning. The value of heaven is still still on you to the same degree it was uh, years ago. Glory to God. This is your comeback time. This is your revival. This is your time to return to your first love. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Come on, there's there's some people who are receiving this and saying, that's for me. That's for me. That's for me. Take it, friends. Take it. Why not take it? Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Do you know there are some people in this place you can just remain standing and keep waiting on God and drinking whatever it is that's in this atmosphere, the very presence of God. But there's other people in this place and you've been to the brink, sometimes even a little bit further than a nervous breakdown. I would love you to come. uh, uh, Well, you can start by standing, but I'd love it if you'd come forwards. I want to pray for you that God would give you your bounce back and restore to you what was stolen from you, what the enemy meant for harm, God meant for good. And your revival, your comeback is going to be your, what will I call it, your, um, your qualification to speak into people's lives and go on from here. Uh, I'd love you to come forward. If you're standing already and that was you, p- please feel free to come forwards. But, um, so, you know, yeah, come on out. Come on out. That's the way. Come on. In Jesus' name. God's got some good plans for everybody in this place, but why not you? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we want to thank you for your anointing. What's your name? Jason. For Jason. 
in this place. Lord Jesus, let Jason be so filled with your anointing. Hallelujah. Look, it is true. It's, it's like I don't even know what a canker worm is, but the Bible says he's going to give you back what the canker worm stole. It doesn't sound nice, whatever a canker worm is. Uh, tell me, I've got a story, but I can't say. No, no, no. You, you just receive right now. Yes. You just receive. Because I believe God's going to raise you up and people are not going to know the difference between the old Jason and the new Jason. He's going to restore into your mind. He's going to restore into your soul. He's going to restore into your intellect. The things that came to debilitate you in almost every area of your soul are going to be restored in Jesus' name. Father, we minister the power of God into this life. Jason, in Jesus' name, we release you from the curse of yesterday and we minister the blessing of God into your life today. Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Jesus, that's it. That is a name. That's worth saying amen to, hey? Yes. Father, we thank you. But for some reason, your, your mind, I just lay hands upon your head as if I'm reaching into your mind and I'm seeing the restoration, the health. You know, you're going to rise up. You're going you're to be employed. You're, you're going to rise into great relationships again. You're going to rise into the ministry call that God has for your life. In Jesus' name, I see it happening. Receive it today. Receive, receive it. it in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. <laughs> That's a good, strong amen you've got there, my friend. Wonderful. Sorry, I know your name and I've forgotten it. Cheryl. Father, for Cheryl, in Jesus' wonderful name, thank you, Holy Ghost. You know, there was a time in life where you just didn't know which way to turn. That way, this way, it's like you lost your bearings. It's like the compass uh, lost its ability to find its true north. And I see now in the name of Jesus that whilst you've made a partial recovery, now you're going to have a full recovery in Jesus' mighty name. Take it and receive it. It's all yours. You can be seated, Jace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, I know God loves everybody equally, but it's like he's saying, this is your day. And you know what? Some things have happened in the past, some of them of your own making, that, that have, um, you know, they just need repair work done on them. And when you look and you see the things that you've done that have caused disrepair, what's happened is that a degree of guilt and shame has come upon you. And I see the presence of God coming to lift that off you as if you never sinned, as if it didn't even matter. And I see God coming and lifting your eyes to him and setting you totally free in Jesus' name. It's like there have been chains around your life. And I see the presence of God coming to take them off you today, to unwind you, to let you go in Jesus' amazing name. Look away to him that the power of God would flood into your inner being. Father, thank you for this deliverance. Thank you for this anointing today for this man. Jesus, I see you raising him up. You know, you're not going to be the same. 
He's not only just going to set you free because He loves you, He's setting you free so that you can become greatly victorious, so that the very areas that you used to dabble in for bad, it seems like I see you being you, you, you engaging with them now for good. And I see you being a missionary. I see you rescuing people from the very thing that you were set free from. I see you reaching back into people's lives and lifting them up out of the holes that they've dug for themselves. There are people out there and you're going to tell them your message is going to be, you know, your worst critic is yourself. You're going to say, I know what it likes. I know what it's like to, to, um, to bring condemnation, self-condemnation and guilt and shame for the past but you're going to reach back in and say no God's got a freedom for you that you could never have imagined God's got a freedom for you it's as if he reaches in and digs you out of that place and you'll never go back there again <coughs> pardon me in the wonderful name of Jesus father I minister the power of God into this wonderful man oh and you know something you've got such a huge heart You've got such a beautiful, huge heart. You, the real you is such a generous man and such a loving man and such a, you know, you, you like a, like a, 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 I don't even like to use these words, but a, a cuddly bear. There's something about you that is so soft and so caring and, and I'm calling it up and out of you in Jesus' name that you could, uh, you know, there are lives that are going to say, well, wow, we didn't trust him once, but we trust him implicitly now. We trust him. Uh, it's like, it's like a, a, a wonderful total transformation is going to occur. It'll happen over time, but the end result will be worth getting up and going forwards to get. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's like a little child saying, having their name called and saying, you know, in the school, this prize is for you. And it's like today you get first prize. You get first prize. You're coming forward and God's got something for you that will transform you and that will minister through you into the lives of people that are close to you first and then far from you afterwards. In Jesus' wonderful name. Father, we thank you for doing it in Jesus' name. Wow. Did that mean anything to you? Is that good? Wow. 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 You, you know, the deal is you've only just begun. I know God took you to a place where he just had to empty you. It's like you didn't want to get emptied for a long time, but now you're empty, he can fill you. Now you're empty, he can fill you. So look forward to it because really when you said it's over, really all that was over was the last thing. Now the beginning has come for you in Jesus' wonderful name. I, Susan. Susan. Father, we thank you. Pray for Susan, everybody. Believe God for a great miracle to happen on the inside of a life. Father, we thank you. You know, Susan, I can see loss I can see um, uh, things that were so valuable to you people that were so valuable to you and they were taken away they went and and you just were bereft because you had so much love to give and and um, you, you, you had nobody to pour it out on now and you felt so robbed and cheated with all this sort of stuff but you know 
the Lord knows the last chapter of your book, and you're in about chapter three at the moment, I reckon. But there's a lot more chapters to live out, and you've got no idea how what what happened in the first three chapters is going to turn out for your and everybody else's good. So look up again. Look up again. Lift up your, your, the, the knees that are, the hands that are sagging, the knees that are bent. Lift them up again because God's got great things for you in the future. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. You know, all this love that you've got in your heart is not going to be spilled on the ground or just wasted. It's there to bless a whole lot of other people with. And so in Jesus' name we come and I see the anointing coming to heal you and strengthen you and refill you today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Cassie, thank you. Is that all right? Is Cassie all right? Cassandra, yep, I get it. No, good to ask. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Everybody call her Cassandra, not Cassie. So, <laughs> thank you, Lord Jesus. She loves her name. And Father, we want to thank you that you love her name too. You know it intimately from the inside to the outside. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You know what I see you like, Cassandra? I see you like Mary who came to sit at the feet of Jesus and whilst you've been so active and so animated and so generous uh, yet the greatest act of generosity is to come with your undivided attention sit at the feet of Jesus and let him love you that's what he wants to do you're so busy trying to fill the the um, the uh, and this isn't your motive you, you generally are a loving person but there's a need on the inside of you that can never be satisfied by how much, the, how much you do or how much you give. There's a need in you just to be loved and restored. And I, I counsel you in, in prayer this morning to, be, to let the Mary, come on, he's going to give you the ability to do it. It was almost like an impossibility, but now God's going to pour his spirit out onto you and cause you to sit at his feet. And you know, the end of the day, people will say, what is it? There'll be peace, a calm, a serenity about your life and you'll just say you're looking at a person that's been loved. Thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you Holy Spirit. And are you meant to make sense of the past? Well you'd like to. Your mind runs to it. Why did this happen? Why did that happen? What was that about? And it's time to forget asking those questions. All will be revealed as you walk forwards with God. So make it your aim to walk with God. Don't make it your aim to try and understand the past. In the mighty, come on, that's good counsel for everybody in this room. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless Cassandra and we release the power of God into your spirit and soul that it be restored fully in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know, while I'm praying for some people, I realize that it takes a, a little while. How are we doing for time? Uh, okay, we're meant to finish. I will be finished in just a moment, friends, I promise you. Um, no, 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 I, I appreciate it. People have got an attention span and, you know, I, I know that. I understand. Um, yeah, gee, I've got an attention span. <laughs> I could lose it here any moment praying for somebody. <laughs> but that's not the point. Uh, the, the point is when I'm pray, prophesying over some people, 
And some of the words I say are going to strike a chord in your heart. They're going to be for you just as much as they're for them. And this is a moment where you and I can sit in the presence of God and where we can say, Holy Spirit, you know, my heart's open. My life's ready. I, I, look, I love teaching. But in order to be a great teacher, one day I'll get to be a great teacher. That's my aim. But, but if I'm going to be a great teacher, I've got to be a better student. Yeah? So I've made it my aim to be the best student I can be. Still, I reckon I'm the best learner in my church. I'm trying to be like that. And so this morning, look, there's, there's, if I walk amongst us, there's needs everywhere. Uh, and, and you know what? In the midst of all those needs, there's a, there's a little nugget of faith. There's a little, little nugget of belief in the midst of all the stuff that happens when life comes to get you. And I'm encouraging you to bring that stuff up, bring that little, that little nugget of belief right up to the front. You're somebody who's got his eye on this morning. Yeah, you. Wonderful young man, obviously. But he, he, he would never forget about you. Like sometimes I think in your life, you, you see everybody else getting blessed. You say, well, what about me? It isn't fair. That's a song. I won't try and sing it for you. Did you hear that? It was good, wasn't it? It was lovely. Yeah. What about me? If I could, I'd rub that song out of history. <laughs> what about me? He's got you right in his sights, young man ready to bless you and build you into the great man that ultimately you believe you can be. You know, I'm calling up out from deep inside your belly that belief that's been covered over by other people's criticisms. Sometimes you haven't deserved that criticism. Sometimes you have. You know what? Relax. That's life. Some days we, we earn it. Some days we don't. But you know what? God doesn't care. He just sees the potential in you and he wants to call that, 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 hey, come on, you can do it. I'm going to stand with you and we're going to become great together. And I see him just blowing your relationship with him into a new dimension. I see, um, it's like, I might be wrong in this, but I think I'm right. I'd like the Bible has been a bit of a mystery to you. I see God giving you eyes to see ears to hear and a heart that comprehends to the point where you'll be more addicted to that than drugs it'll call you it'll it'll hey it's my turn i want to be with you now and it's like you go to where you feast it, reading the bible has been like fasting for you but now it's going to become a feast for you yeah 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 in jesus name Sorry, got a hope. I tell you what we're going to do. Because time is gone, we're going to don't move anywhere down the front here. I'm going to keep praying for you. I'll pray till I'll pray till 12 midnight. Oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I don't know what sort of prayer you'll get at 12 midnight. <laughs> but um, well, I'm going to hand back over to David for a second, and then I'm going to keep praying. Is that okay? Yes, That's great, David. Don't go away. Don't go away, guys. I really want to appreciate um, Pastor David this morning. He's come to minister uh, to us. Did that challenge you this morning? Has it stretched you a bit? Don't go away. Made you maybe think about things in a different light? 
That's, uh, that, that's the intention of God's word, to, to transform you, to change you, to make you into all he's called you to be. So this morning, uh, we love to honour those who come to minister uh, God's, God's word to us. Uh, we'd love to invite our host to come. We're going to take up a love offering for uh, Pastor David and Tool this morning. Um, but we invite you to give generously this morning to that. If you haven't come prepared, uh, feel free to uh, use the FPOS facility out at our information counter. Just write on there, uh, Pastor David, and we'll uh, make sure that uh, gets straight to him. Uh, we're going to make room for uh, David to continue ministering this morning. If you need some more prayer, feel free to come out, and um, I'm sure Pastor David's going to love to uh, minister can, to you. Can, um, I, can I say, I, I feel ministry in this atmosphere. From the moment I started praying for this, and it was a while ago, I just felt like God just wanted to open us up and draw us to himself. So if you'd like to stay, you're most welcome. If you need to go, you're most welcome, you know, equally. But uh, I'm happy to stay and just pray. Thanks, David. Yeah, and don't forget to come back uh, tonight. The marriage bed, eh? <laughs> Sounds pretty good. So yeah, you're released to go, but uh, if you want to uh, feel free just to uh, sit in God's presence or um, receive some prayer this morning, um, I invite you to do that too. So uh, hey, be blessed this morning. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, Jean. What's your name again? Maureen. Father, we love you and we thank you for Maureen. Jesus, we bless you. Thank you for your mighty spirit. Maureen, I see that you've had your fair share of sickness and... and uh, I, you know what? I see God saying nothing's too hard for me. All things are possible to them that believe. And in this atmosphere, I feel like Jesus is helping you believe again. I, I see him helping you with your belief. There was a man in the Bible that said once, God, I believe, help my unbelief. He was just so conscious that there was something on the inside that made him double-minded about things. And that's where you are. And God, you know, none of us have perfect faith. We all need him to help us have the kind of faith that we need. And I see God coming for you and I see him repairing. There was, there was, I hear the word damage. And I see that you were damaged in uh, some way. And I, I don't know whether it was an operation in the past that you were damaged by or whether it was some sort of physical damage. It could have even been both. But you know what I see? I see the hand of God. The Bible says the hand of God is not so short that it cannot save. And I minister the healing power of God into your life. You know what? As God heals you, He heals your body, and He heals uh, your heart, you're going to find that He's healing your faith and your ability to believe as well. And, and it's, it's not that you can say, it's not that you won't be able to look back and say, well, boy, I went through some dark years. But here God is lifting you and, and you'll be able to say, well, those dark years are not with me any longer because the hand of God has come and lifted me out of them. And so, Father, I pray for more. And right now, this morning, that the power of God would come upon you, heal you, bless you, strengthen you in Jesus' mighty name. Take it. I'm not pushing you. That's just the power of God. Just take it, receive it in Jesus' wonderful name. Come on, take it all. It's here for you. It's here for you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Simon, what's your name? Patricia. Hi, Patricia. Father, thank you for Patricia. Jesus, we bless you and love you and thank you. 
You know, um, you know when I, I pray for people, I just speak out by faith. And, and what I see is that it wasn't just words that came to try and cripple you, but it was the intent with which they came. It was, there seemed to be a fierceness, a, a, a destructive ferocity with those words. And, and I see that none of those curses are going to be able to live or remain in your inner man. But I see the Lord coming and I see him overshadowing you the same way he overshadowed Mary. And I see him giving birth to something new on the inside of you. I see you conceiving a new relationship, a fresh relationship, a beautiful relationship, a childlike relationship. Things were taken from you. It's, you, you, know, you don't have to invade a house and steal things from it to be to have, have something stolen from you. There are other ways to have things stolen from you. And, and in Jesus' name, I see the power of God coming and reaching in and blessing you and recreating the thing that he always wanted for you, the most wonderful relationship with himself. Hallelujah. You know, that I see the, it says the, um, what does it say? The, the power there is the power of life and death is in the tongue. And I see God coming to remove the power of death. And I see him coming with the power of life and building you and strengthening you. And you know something? You'll remember those words. You just won't believe them anymore. You just won't be dominated. You will not be controlled or fashioned by them. Because you know, this is, this is the promise for you that God has taken you like a, a, a clay, a piece of clay that he was making into something beautiful on the potter's wheel and he's taken it off and he's thrown it on the ground and he's picked it up again and he's put water over it and he's put it back on the wheel and he's remaking it into something beautiful, into something strong, into something without the flaws that it had. And in Jesus' wonderful name, Patricia, we bless you today. We bless you with the anointing of God. This is for you. This is for you. Now, I might say you've been so courageous. You've been so strong. You've, you've, you've made so many choices to walk away from that thing and to live above it and to live better than it. Uh, but now God's coming to actually heal the very source. And that thing which you had controlled, that thing which you had under control, uh, we're just saying, you don't even have to try and control it anymore. Isn't that wonderful? It's, it's going to be gone. You're going to be free in Jesus' mighty name. You're going to enjoy that. And uh, there's some, just some wonderful years ahead for you. You'd be amazed what God's going to do in your family as well. And, and joy is going to be restored to the uh, family circle. That's wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Father, thank you. And, you know, part of it is that people are going to know you now not as a person that's driven, but one as a, as a person of peace and contentment. And I just see them coming and wanting to be part of your life because of this, this if you like, call it a vibe that emanates from you. Father, we bless Patricia in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. 
Debbie. Father, thank you for Debbie. Thank you for the anointing that's on her life. You know, I just hear a, a, a question in the back of my mind asking, who can I trust? <coughs> Pardon me. Who can I trust? And for that to happen, obviously, betrayal must have occurred. Somebody's let you down. Maybe a number of people. And What I can see is that you're bringing, I see Jesus just appearing in sharp focus in front of your eyes. Very quickly, I see him coming right in front of you and you looking to him and saying, oh, yes, of course, that's who I can trust. <laughs> and you know, this happens so easily and so quickly, you will be amazed that in just a moment of prayer at church, your life was changed. Just by a moment, by one touch. You know, there was a woman who had an issue of blood and she tried everything and it had gone on for so long and she didn't like life and she didn't like how it was, but one touch and suddenly, and there's a suddenly here for you today. And if you'll just open your spiritual eyes and just look up, not your natural eyes, your spiritual eyes, you'll see him right in front of you. And you say, oh yes, of course, that's who I can trust. And from this moment, you're going to go on to a life of restored trust. Instead of doubting, you'll be trusting. And that trust, you just expect it to, to grow so that you'll grow in confidence, you'll grow in discernment, you'll grow in shrewdness, you'll know who you can trust, who you can't trust, and you'll just be filled with the ability to make value decisions as you go forwards. So Father, we bless Debbie. We release the anointing of God onto her life. Father, we bless her today. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you for Pamela. Thank you, Holy Spirit. From what I can see as I pray for you, it's not so much what happened to you, but it was just the carnage that happened to other people around you. It seemed like there was a lot of destruction, a lot of tear, tearing, a, a lot of stuff in other people, and, and, and you've watched this and thought, oh, that's frightening. And, and you know what? I see God giving you the ability to see that he's kept you in the palm of his hand through all of that. That rather than look at the carnage and the destruction, rather than look at the breaks and the, the, uh, the mess, I can see you looking up and saying, well, wow, you kept me. I was the apple of your eye and you kept me safe in the palm of your hand that whole time. And you know what? You're going to look up. You're going to see the goodness of God over your life. You're not going to try and understand why all that other stuff happened. You're just going to let God raise you up to be a person of power and a person of influence, a person who can bless and strengthen and reach out. That's what Jesus did. He just I can see you being exactly like him, reaching out to broken humanity and lifting it up again. But to do that, he's got to strengthen you because something broke in you when you saw what was broken. And I see the hand of God coming and repairing the damage. Repairing the damage. 
repairing the damage, <clears throat> repairing the damage on the inside of you. Father, we bless. We bless. Take it today. Take it. Receive it. It's yours today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That makes sense to you? <laughs> okay. Amen. What's your name? Iris? How lovely. Father, we thank you for Iris. Father, that your hand of blessing would be so beautifully upon her. You know, I, I just see that the hand of God has plucked you up and he, he's, he's taken you from one place and put you into another place. And he, he wants to give you the freedom to enjoy the new place where you are. He, he's he's going to give you a, an ability to, listen to this, only look forwards. He's going to give you an ability to see what's up ahead. And if you want to look hard enough, you know, if you, if you turn around, you can see a world full of destruction. But God's, God's causing you not to be a reflector on the problem, but a solution, oh, I'm sorry, and an answer to so many people because you're so filled with hope and you're so filled with glory. And it's, you know, this is a big call, but I see like God is coming along with the sword of the Spirit and separating you from everything you've been part of, from the, the wickedness and the destruction that's been there. I see God turning you around and bringing you forwards. You're going to be like Jesus to so many people. You're going to be like a, a warning sign saying, don't go this way. You're going to be like, like um, somebody who, who, for some reason, people are going to listen to you because the warning, in fact, there's a little verse in a, Ezekiel which says, when you see somebody going in the wrong direction, warn them. Uh, and, and it's like the anointing of God is going to be on your lips. You're going to be a reminder of people about the consequences of their choices. If you do this, this is where you'll go. And it's like God's going to give you the wisdom to be able to minister into people's lives. And you're going to open their eyes the same way Jesus shared communion. One of the keys for you is when you're ministering to people, share communion with them. And the promise is coming to you this morning that just as Jesus broke the bread at the end of the, of the walk along the Emmaus Road and their eyes were opened and they realized that it was Jesus that they were talking to, so their eyes are going to be opened as you minister to them. You're a wonderfully spiritual person. You have got an ability to minister to so many people. And God's taken you to a place, eyes looking only forwards, and you're going to be the answer. You're going to be the solution. Hallelujah. You're going to be a totally different person in the second half of your life than you were in the first half of your life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just sense hope and victory. You know, you're a, a, a woman of great courage and strength on the inside. That's what I'm calling up and out right to the surface of your life. 
Hallelujah. You won't be hiding behind anything or anyone. Glory to God. You're going to be a woman of composure and strength and ability and anointing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Wow. Go for it, Iris. Hi. Sue. Father, thank you for Sue. Thank you for this beautiful lady. Thank you for your hand upon her. Thank you for the anointing that you distribute evenly to every person. Thank you, Lord, that you've given Sue access to all the riches of heaven along with everybody else. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. You know, Sue, I, I just see that there are some things in your life that you've, you've said, I should get around to this. I should get around to that. I, I don't want to be like this anymore. I'm, I'm going in that direction. And you know what? In a moment of time, right here as we pray, God's going to give you the ability to actually embark on the journey, do the distance, and you're heading for a transformation that is absolutely amazing from the outside in and from the inside out. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, the, the, here's the deal, that in life things have happened and it's been easy to stay stuck. But I see God coming with a shovel and a crowbar and he's digging you out where your wheels are bogged. He's digging you out. Uh, you know, it's like you are floundering and this is where, uh, you know, if, if somebody doesn't dig me out, I'm going to be here forever. And, and the deal is that God's come for you today. He's heard every thought. He's heard every prayer. And you know what? He loves your heart because he looks at the heart, not the outer man. And he knows what you're thinking and he knows how forgiving you are and he knows how, how your ability to overlook sin, even the worst kind of sin, even the sin that, and, and the violence that, that puts you down into a place where your wheels were bogged in the mud and I see him coming to get you out, leave you out. You're coming up and out of that stuff and, uh, you know, in 12 months' time, in 12 months' time, you're going to be a transformed lady. You'll be amazed at uh, there's something, I don't know what it is, but there's, it's almost like you're able to make a decision you've never been able to make before. I can get up. I can do this. I'm going to start. It will happen. This is what I'm going to do. And you might remember, you, in fact, you may not even remember, when you were a very proactive, decisive person, that those days are returning to you now. Confidence is rising in your heart, and you're going to refuse you're going to say, why would I let myself stay down here? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus. You know, it's like I can see the angel standing and looking down at Gideon and saying, oh, mighty man of God. And he's down in a hole in the ground and, and, or, or somewhere hidden. And I see God saying the same thing to you. You're a mighty woman of God. It's time to come out of your hiding place. He's going to come in, fill that place full of light and draw you up, draw you out in Jesus' mighty name. You want that to happen? Father, in Jesus' name, thank you. And we claim this next 12 months is 12 months of a series of victories. In Jesus' wonderful name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Hi. Thank you, Spirit of God. I've forgotten your name. Yes. 
Wow. I so enjoyed meeting you and your beautiful husband. Lovely. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wow. Are you a nurse? You, you kind of are, you know. You're so caring and so, you know, your heart goes out to people. You would have made a brilliant nurse. You don't have to become one. I'm not prophesying anything. Um, but, uh, but there's such a mercy, such a pastoral thing around your life. And you've got to watch it because that thing will keep you locked into the damage of yesterday. And God's saying, no, you're also, you're not only that, but you're also uh, somebody that says, well, time to get up and time to get moving. You, you know, I'm calling the action girl that's in you up to the front as well because you're a, you know, your potential is the Proverbs 31 woman. She's full of abilities that she hasn't developed yet. She's full of adventure. She's a risk taker. There's something about you that's there's, there's, you know, I want to unlock. You've been so long healing the wounded that it's time to rise up and time to declare the future, time to declare the great things that are happening. Hallelujah. You know, I can see a new home up ahead. I, 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 can, I can see you rising to the challenges of what that might mean. Ah, just wonderful. I can see employment that's better. I can see you with income earning ideas that are just amazing and, uh, and a confidence that says, well, I'm ready to get up and do that. And <coughs> part, oh, I beg your pardon. Oh, goodness. Uh, amplified coughing. It's always good, isn't it? <laughs> but I can see, I can see this and I can see a, a, like a, a plethora of ideas tumbling out of you. To the point where you're going to have to say, well, I'm going to have to pray about this because I can't do all of them all at the same time. And so you've got to be careful to prioritize them and work out what comes first. And you are right now, you're officially contagious. <laughs> Hallelujah. Officially contagious because that's going to rub off on so many other people. And as you move on and as you rise up, you'll be giving other people permission to look up and move on to. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the blessing over this life. Thank you for strengthening. Thank you for revealing things. You know, all these dreams, they'll come by revelation. That's, that's, that's the mark of your prayer life. You've got a great prayer life. It's going to get better. You're going to meditate in the, in the presence of God and you will be amazed at the things that you see. And uh, your husband and, um, you know, others, will they'll be drawn into a better relationship with God also because of, uh, I don't know, it's just a purity and a sweetness about you. Uh, something that, that you can't deny because you're not the pushy kind. Father, we thank you in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. God bless you, Alison. Yeah, lovely. Wow. Oh, you champions. What are you doing? Taking it easy on the front row, are you? Just sit down. Just sit down, sweetie. Just Yeah, sit sit down. Sit down so you're not I might pray for hours here. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your anointing and your power. Jesus, thank you. What is your name again? What is your name? 
Lilamina. Wilhelmina? Yeah. Wilhelmina. What a beautiful name. Father, thank you for this lovely lady. You know what I see inside you? I see a, a lion. I see a, a ferocious person who will not take no for an answer. And I see God giving you your growl back. I see him giving you your roar back rather than just, um, uh, you know, uh, crying out to God for the answer. I believe you're going to rise up as a strength and, a, and as, a, as an overcoming force in the realm of prayer. And you're going to say, devil, you cannot have them. You will not have them. They're mine. I'm taking them back in Jesus' name. Come on, there are some other people listening to me now that need to, to do that. Let's go from intercession to declaration. Let's go from petition to decree. And let's stand in the realm of the Spirit because I see God's going to give you a fresh revelation of who you really are, that you're a, you're a son slash daughter of God, that you've been seated with Christ in heavenly places, that you're going to rise up and you say, well, devil, I've had enough of your rubbish and enough of your nonsense and you've been trying to take which is not yours you're a thief you were from the beginning and I'm going to stand up and decree that it's all coming back and coming back in abundance hallelujah and and why are you going to do this because you can because you can the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world and I'm just declaring that over you today in Jesus' name. Now, you're going to get some miracles as you do that. If you go back to petition, you won't understand why these things aren't happening. But if you stand up and roar like the lion in prayer, this is not a matter of age. This is a matter of stature. And if you rise up with that roar in Jesus' name and declare the enemy's got to back off and he's got to give you back the things that were stolen from you, they're going to be restored and made new again in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your anointing and your power. Come over this life and over these circumstances. I bless you, darling. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Uh, just for the tape, you know. Bruce, I, uh, I love just grabbing you by the arms because all I feel is the strength I wish were in my arms, you know. They're amazing. Father, we want to thank you for this man and, and Father, the, the strength of the inner man. You know, the, the, it's like a, a, a picture, a mirror image. It's like what you've done on the outer man is what God's going to partner with you to do in the inner man. How about that? He's going he gonna, to he gonna make you strong and you're going to know how to work out spiritually and emotionally and mentally every day so that your spirit man rises up to that place of strength and stature. You're going to be known for the, for the, for the personal strength of, of your moral being, you know, your moral fiber. You're going to be amazed at, at um, what rises up and what strength rises up on the inside so that you're able to say no 
to the temptations of the kingdom of darkness. You're able to rebuke and reject those things. I see the very things that had you in their grip are the things that you're going to be able to be untied from and then bind up yourself. Hallelujah. The very enemies that rejoiced over who they were able to bind will now find themselves bound by the strong man. And you're going to be the Luke 11 strong man. Hallelujah. You're going to go into the realm of the spirit. You're going to bind the strong man and you're going to plunder his goods and you're going to distribute them. Father, I thank you for this great strength that you're giving him. You know, he gave Samson outer strength, but what he needed was inner strength. And the very thing that he's pouring into your inner man today is inner strength. Now he needs you to rise up and cooperate and be a team member with him in Jesus name so that you partner with almighty God I see you becoming mighty in warfare I see you becoming mighty in the word I see you becoming mighty with your words because out of the out of the abundance of the heart the mouth will speak and where things need to die you will confess their death and they will die and where things need to live you will confess their life and they will live Hallelujah. I see God raising you up in stature and authority. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, I know you're here for a reason, but um, it's, it's, it's not the need that God's addressing. It's the answer that God's providing right at this moment. Hallelujah. And you're going to begin to remember. Here's a key. You're going to begin to remember, learn off by heart passages of the Word of God, ones that you, you come to deeply love. And I see you walking along the beach or walking in the, in the hills, and I see you confessing and declaring the Word that you've learnt. And as a result, you're being transformed as a new man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see a newness. I see a brand new creation man rising up. You know, you were one kind of Christian. Now you're going to be another kind of Christian. Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, you know, I sense a, an excitement in the heart of God. Uh, uh, you know, he looks at you and he says, nobody is a challenge to God. Nobody. Nobody is... is you know, we look at some people and say, how could God bless that? He says, of course I can bless that. I can bless anything. I can bring bones in the desert to life if I want to. I can do anything. And that's what he's saying to you, Bruce, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I mean, only you really know what was part of your life before. And, and, uh, and now you're about to discover uh, something incredible and you it's like you it's a bit like Narnia it's a bit like going through a doorway into a new world and discovering who you really were created to be thank you Lord Jesus you're taking that promise receive it today receive it drink it in drink it in you know this this one little word this that I'm giving you today could be the key that turns a lock for a very big door. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And Sharon. Father, thank you for Sharon. Thank you, wonderful Jesus. Father, we bless you. Thank you so much. You know, Sharon, the Lord shows me that you're so much like Sarah 
in the Old Testament because she considered him a faithful who had promised. And there's something consistent about you. There's something unshakable about you. There's something, you know, like be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. But there's also together with that resolve, there's also been a cage like a prison cell where you felt like you've been uh, um, trapped or, or, or the true word would be constrained. And there's more to you than this. There's far more to you than this. In fact, in the future, and I don't know, you can work this out with the Lord, but I see you opening the doors of your home and I see people coming in and I see them being blessed and I see you providing a haven and a place of inspiration and a place of renewal and revival for other people um, because there's something, there's, a, there's some qualities about you. There's a laser-like vision of the future. There's an ability to see forwards and to actually structure and strategize as to how to get there. And um, I, you know, I'm just breathing on that. I want to bring that to, to life in you so that it's so restlessly alive in you that you won't be able to deny it, that you'll rise to a, a new place. And, you know, I see, I see sometimes 30 and 40 people in your home and I see you saying, well, boy, now we're going to have to, you know, like multiply or divide or whatever the word might be, but we're going to have to create more of these. And, and I see a, there's so many people. You're going to establish not little groups, but, but centers of revival, centers of refreshment, centers of renewal, centers of hope again, centers. You know, people will come along and, and you'll say, it won't be long, you, you're down now, but you'll be up soon. You, you know, you're looking at the past now, but you'll be, looking, you'll be looking forward soon. And you've got that capacity. There is a lioness in you. And Father, we anoint her this morning. We anoint Sharon. We bless her today in Jesus' name. What a great future you've got. Amen. Hello, how are you going? What was your name? Sunny, of course. Of course. Father, thank you for Sonny. You know, Sonny, you've not only been set aside from a young age to serve God, but um, you have set yourself aside to serve God. And whoa, and, and I, I see the, the calling, the commissioning of God on your life. You're going to be like a Joshua that follows Moses around. You're going you're to follow him to that place of intimacy and work out how you can be intimate with God, how you can know him face to face and talk to him as a friend, talks with a friend. And you're going to go away from that and you're going to work it out with fear and trembling. Uh, you're going to look into the word of God and it won't just be uh, uh, you know, a whole passage. It'll, just be, it'll be truth that you examine. Your eye, it'll catch a word, a phrase, a verse in the Bible. And it'll be amazing what will be in that. It'll open up the riches of heaven and the gold of God into your life. Hallelujah. Come on. You've been separated unto God for a holy purpose. And, uh, and I see that, um, you, you know, it says of the land of Goshen that it was just different. And you're going to be different 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Different in that, at some particular time, people are going to say, he's not just different, he's above, he's a leader. He's going to provide leadership because as you grow through these tender years, you're going to find that a strength and a, dis and a discernment and a, and a direction is going to come and you're going to be very clear and when you say we're going in this direction you'll be amazed at how many people follow you and so we bless you as you you are the emerging leader and, and, and you will never be content with a small vision you'll never be content just to be part of a team as if to remain a part of that team but you'll see yourself as moving through the team into that place where you are the strong one the leader the progressive one the action man the visionary the one that's ready to go and win the world to Christ you know God's giving you more than a vision for the church he's giving you a vision for the world this is different. Some people just stop at the church and get a vision for it. But I see God giving you a vision for the unsaved, a vision for your community. I see him giving you strategies and plans to go in that direction. And I'd be amazed if I've prayed for you before if I haven't prayed exactly the same thing over you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hi. I'm Diana. Diana. Yes. That's lovely. Father, we thank you for Diana. We bless Diana. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Wow. Wow. Diana, uh, are, you, are you a creative person? Creative. I see, I see God just, just taking that beautiful person he's made you to be and helping you create like creative is an amazing word because you can dream new things you can you can use tiff, gifts and talents like singing and like other things like that to lead people to impact people to bring people to Christ and i see you blossoming as this you know some some flowers i look at them in the garden tulip thinks every flower is beautiful i just think some flowers are really beautiful you know, and, and I see you blossoming as the most amazingly beautiful flower in, in, I'm using figurative language, but in God's garden. I see you just, and, and you know what? I see, I see God just giving you such confidence to believe in who you are. There are, there's, there are some reasons for you to look at yourself and, and not think much of yourself but I see God changing that for you so that when you think of yourself, you'll begin to sing and dance and twirl and rejoice and leap and be happy with who you are. Be happy with who he's created you to be. Happy with the future that you haven't even seen about yourself yet. And I see God raising you up to be a vibrant, loud, exciting person. Hallelujah. Sometimes people are even going to ask you to tone it down a bit. You're so released. You're so free. And in the name of Jesus, we bless you as you rise to great things in Jesus' name. Amen, Diana. Hi, thanks for waiting. You doing all right? Yep. I'm Chris. <laughs> Hello, Chris. Father, we thank you for Chris. Jesus. 
You know, not all your tears are sad tears. Some of them are just there because you've got this beautiful ability to worship God, to know Him, to love Him. And the verse that I believe God is bringing to mind for me is Daniel 11.32. It says, Them that know their God will be strong and do exploits. And um, boy, you know, today some things have, have come in life to cripple you. And it's like... Uh, I see calipers. If you remember what they used to be, you don't see them on little boys or girls anymore for polio. But it's like he's just undoing them and he's, he's getting rid of all the things that used to hold you up, the things that propped you up because of, of what uh, you had. And I see God just taking that uh, strong, um, determined, uh, sometimes stubborn uh, person on the inside and I'm not using that in a negative way I'm using it as somebody I mean the, the world needs people with a lot more resolve and you've got it hallelujah but he is, he is taking everything away that debilitated you that, that made you doubt and second guess your capacity and your ability hallelujah and you know what all the miracles that are coming towards you are, are, are up there. They're just out of reach into your future. And so as God takes off the restrictions and the restraints, so you're going to go forwards. Um, and, and if I can ask you today, it's like God saying, make a choice. <clears throat> you know, choose life. Choose life today. Choose up. Choose forwards. Choose um, whatever other adjectives might come to mind. But, um, and choose to get up. And choose to leave behind the stuff. And, and you know, the, there was a time when Elisha was called by God and he just took the, the wooden uh, yokes that were over his oxen's necks and he just gathered them all up, put them in a fire and he just burnt them to pieces because he was never going back there. And I see God doing that with the calipers and the restrictions and the restraints of the past. Yes, they happened. Yes, they were there. Yes, they left their mark. But I see God raising you up out of it. I see very clearly you coming up out of a sitting position. And I see you standing and I see, those, I see you able to walk without any kind of assistance. I, then I see you walking forwards in a determined way. And as you walk forwards in a determined way, I can see miracles happening. You say, how did that happen? Well, it was because you were going forwards because your miracles are just up in front of you. Father, in Jesus' name, we bless, we release the anointing and the blessing of God over your life. Take it, receive it. In Jesus' wonderful, wonderful name, we bless you today. Hallelujah. Hi. What was your name? Sophie. Father, we thank you for Sophie. Well, you've been waiting a long time, Sophie. Thanks. Jesus, we bless you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, there's a fighter in you, Sophie. And um, you, you, you've been fighting things for a long time. It's like there's a wild woman on the inside of you. And, you know, there are, it's like if something got in your way, your response to it uh, was aggressive. And... Um, and it's, it's not that that's a wrong thing, but it just seemed to hurt you more than it hurt them. 
And you know what? God's not going to take away that aggression because that's what he created in you. He's not going to take away your, your fight because that came from him. But what he is going to do is set you free, for, free from the fears of yesterday. And, and instead of sometimes you, uh, I see you even kind of reacted to the ghosts of the past, uh, things that appeared real but really weren't. And, and uh, I, you know, whatever it was, I mean, if, I, if I'm reading this right, that should never have happened to you. And um, it was wrong. And you were right not to accept it. And you were right to believe you were better than that and worth more than that. Because I can see God raising you up and leading you forwards. And now I can see you putting on the armor of God. And I can see him purifying your heart. And I can see the helmet of salvation and breastplate of righteousness and the truth you know, like, a, like a belt and shoes, shield, sort of word of God. And I can see you now fighting a warfare that's going to absolutely destroy the, the, uh, the cause, the reason, not only for that stuff in the past, but any of the stuff that wants to try and come and remind you or get you in the future. I just want to say to you that God's about to uh, recreate a beauty about you that um, you felt was lost. People, other people can see it, but you haven't believed it about yourself. And he's going to recreate that where you look, as it were, into not a real mirror, but when you think about yourself and you're going to say, wow, I am so happy with who God has made me into. And I agree with you now that I'm a thing of beauty, a thing of value, a thing of worth. Hallelujah. And you're going to so successfully walk away from all of that stuff. And rather than be reactive, you're going to be responsive. You're going to declare to your world that, that you're, you're going to be part of the answer and part of the solution. I see just a mass of things in the past. It's like a junkyard of stuff in the past that you, you walked away from. You, you're coming out of that junkyard. You're shutting the gates and bolting them and you're walking into freedom. That's what I can see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and you know, alongside that fight, he's going to put such a... A, a strength and such a, a serene kind of a calmness as a sweet spirit a calm steady spirit on the inside of you and from now on you, you you won't fight randomly you'll pick your fights you'll work out how to do it and boy if somebody gets in your way look out because you'll be there to make sure they're not there for too much longer um, and, and you know spiritual warfare I, I just see you being such a a black and white person. I see you discerning very successfully what is healthy, what is unhealthy, what is sound, what is unsound, what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. And I see you having a word which cuts right through the middle of that. And I see your words lifting other people out of weakness and back into strength again. Hallelujah. Come on, God's got an enormous plan for your life. So now it's time to step away from that stuff. I see God raising you up causing you to be the person that he's planned for you to be and look that's that's a wonderful i can see it i can probably see it clearer than you can right at this moment but it's enormous it's great it's wonderful thank you lord jesus does that make any sense to you Sophie? good good hello hi of course you are yeah 
thank you, Father. Thank you for Maria. We bless you for her. Thank you, Jesus. How wonderful. Thank you, Lord. I don't know whether you've been ever seen yourself or whether you've been prophetic in the past, but you know what? I see you. This might sound crazy, but I think your impact in prayer is going to be singing prophecy. It's crazy, isn't it? I never prophesy that, but it sounds too strange. But there's something about you that is released from within the, the abundance of your heart when you sing it out. And I believe that you would try and say or declare or decree just with a voice and it doesn't have the same impact as when you sing it out. And I see you just singing your decrees. I see you, it's, it's like it comes way down there and it comes with such a power and such a force and these words that are released just the same way Jesus breathed on his empty disciples and said, you know, be filled or receive the Holy Spirit and he filled them up again. So you're going to do that in prayer in the realm of the Spirit. You're also going to do it with people. It's going to be quite amazing, really, because people are going to say, well, it's a bit of a strange ministry, but there are such a, it's such amazing fruit that comes from it. There's such amazing transformations in other people's lives. Hallelujah. And, and, and you know what? You're not going to take any glory for this. You're not going to take any credit for it. It's like you're going to try. It's, people are going to think, well, she's anonymous. We don't know who she is. But man, when she starts to minister, things start to shift. Things start to move. And um, you'll be amazed at how God causes you to be a blessing to so many people. Because out of your mouth, there'll come the power of deliverance. You will, you will speak or sing, rather, uh, uh, something. Sometimes it'll be really simple. Sometimes it'll be just one note, you know. It's not like you've got to be a composer here. Um, but, but it's just like you'll, you'll let it out and, and, you know, things that bound people, demons that were scrambling people's minds. I see people who were, were um, uh, burnt out you know, like confused in their minds in any kind of ways. It's like you're going to sing this out and they're going to be delivered and set free. It's going to be like the power of God comes. So wait on this. I just submit it to you because I believe you've only just begun and I think God's opening another door of opportunity for you to be mightily used by him on planet Earth, which I might add is the number one thing on Earth for any human being. This isn't something on the side this isn't just another little thing this is like God saying no I want to use you hallelujah thank you Holy Spirit thank you in Jesus name is that okay <laughs> hello Lena. Lena of course Father thank you for Lena we bless her Well, it's like, you know, this is what I get. If anybody had a reason to live in unforgiveness, it could be you. And, and I see, and I'm not saying you are, I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying that, um, that God's got the ability to shine light. And you know the picture he gives me? He gives me the picture of Paul and Silas in the Philippian jail. 
and there you are in the dark, in the stocks, and suddenly an earthquake comes. And there you are singing praise, and there you are, and you know, somebody ought to give you a medal. You've been so faithful. You've been so courageous. You've been, you, you haven't let any of this stuff come to tear you apart. I refuse. I can hear you saying, I refuse that. And, and, and uh, I see in Jesus' name that as a result of your praise in the, in the darkest place that his earthquake comes and you're going to lead people to Christ who are down in that prison with you. They're in for another reason. Some of them were your jailers. Some of the ones that were the ones that tried to keep you into that place. But you know what's going to happen? Light is going to shine into that place. And, and uh, other prisoners and the, the persecutors themselves are going to be humbled and they're going to say, what must I do to be saved? That's your scripture. That's as, this is the one for you to believe because you're going to walk out of that place. The gates are going to swing open and you're coming out into the sunshine to discover what, what you were called to do for the rest of your life. Hallelujah. You know, you've been tried and you've been tested and you've been found faithful. Lena, this is great. This is terrific. And now God's going to raise you up as somebody raised up from the living dead. And he's going to cause you to be a mighty power and a great impact into other people's lives and worlds. Father, we thank you. Let hope come in. Come on, let it all flood back in, in Jesus' name. Let the power of God flood into your life. Where the, where the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit himself raises up a standard against him. Hallelujah. Father, thank you. What a mess he's making of that prison. Oh, look, you, you were born for the sunshine and the light. You were born for ministry. You were born to raise the dead yourself. Hallelujah. Won't be any challenge for you because your testimony is, well, I've been raised. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your blessing on Lena today. Amen, Lena. God bless you, Carol. Oh. <laughs> wow, so good to see you. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you. Mm. you know I can hear the Lord saying prepare for your freedom you're just not going to be in, in uh, current circumstances forever I, I can see God saying get ready pack it's not like you're going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like I, I just see there's an expectation. And, and I see that whereas you've said so many times, um, well, this is where I am. This is where I'm going to be faithful. And, uh, and I see God saying, well, this is not where you're going to be forever. And I see him bringing you into a place of freedom and happiness and joy and excitement. I see new relationships. How's it going to happen? I've got no idea. But I see, I see new relationships. I see amazing things occurring in your life. And I see him using, it's a bit like, now it's like, it's not the same as, but it's like Nelson Mandela was in a place of confinement for so long, but he came out to be president. That's, that's a bounce back. 
that's a bounce back and that's the degree that's that's like the degree of bounce you're going to experience as you go forwards in life and so keep going forwards you know the thing that saved you all these years is that you've always lifted up your eyes to the hills from whence comes your help and that's what's going to keep saving you and one day not even the hills will surround you anymore you'll be up on the mountaintops you'll be into new a new place a fresh place um, it's like God is saving the best until last for you. And uh, you, you've got every reason to be full of hope and full of excitement about the future. And everything that you've sown in the past, because it has been a sacrificial sowing, everything that you've sown is going to turn out to be a harvest of fruit. You know the old thing, God's not concerned about how excited we become but how victorious we can become uh, you, he's he's got you under wraps he's got you now it won't be forever because it sounds like that's a consignment to more wraps but it's not like that uh, but he he's just he there's there will come a time when you'll be taken off the leash there'll come a time and and it because it won't be that far away uh, I'm not no I'm not prophesying how much time it'll take because every day seems a long day but in due time and in, in, in the right time you're going to be amazed at what you bounce to not what you bounce from but what you bounce to it's like he's going to give you strength in your legs you're going to run and not be weary you're going to walk and not faint you're going to rise with the wings of the eagle because you've learned how to wait on the Lord uh, in the you know, in the, in the place where nobody's seen. And that, that, those prayers to fill me again, strengthen me again, every one of those, every time you've looked up and said, God, I'm ready to serve you, that's a sowing. That's a, that all of those words have been captured by God. And just like Cornelius, your prayers have been uh, kept. They've ascended to God as a memorial. And uh, Carol, great days ahead. Great days ahead. Father, and, and you know why I'm praying these things? Because uh, I'm calling them, I'm, I'm bringing them up. It might be a while since you've heard anything like this, but I, I see that not too far ahead, not too far ahead. Be faithful because um, it's exciting. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, yeah, wonderful. Father, I pray your anointing and your blessing over this lady. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Pour pour out pour your spirit out over her now today in jesus name thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit thank you amen amen <laughs> glory to god yeah bill of course i do forget the names but i know you father thank you for bill Thank you for his heart. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, there's a verse in, um, in uh, Galatians, I think it is, and uh, it's only a bit out of it that, that I want to say to you, but you are running well. Who hindered you? And... Um, I see God. Now, that's not a criticism from heaven. I just see something came. And you can always 
guarantee that God hardly ever announces when something comes out of left field. It sort of comes out of left field and we look to him and we walk with him through it and sometimes it takes ages to make sense of where that thing came from and why it even came in the first place and we often ask the wrong questions but it happened and, and, and some things have happened to you that um, just caused you to check you were running well you were you were right up in the lead pack you you I can see you stripped down to your running shorts and your singlet and your spikes are on your feet and I can see you jostling for the lead and I can see you running and something came to check you something came to um, take you as it were to the it's like you drifted back through the pack and you're trailing the lead group and I see the Lord just coming and filling you again it's like you just needed to be encouraged that he hasn't forgotten you and that this is not what it's meant to amount to and and good on you anyway I mean he's 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 glad of the faith that you've exercised and and um, the thoughts and the way that you've you've always said I belong to you the way that you've always said whatever you ordain that's what I'll do and th there's such an amazing heart in here but but I'm here to remind you today that you were once jostling for the lead in the pack and now I see strength coming back into your legs I see strength coming into your core I see your head coming up I see your eyes sharpening I see you starting to believe that you can make it back up into the lead pack and jostle for the lead and I can see you making a, a real race out of this and I can see you with a determination that's being rebuilt and, and re-established on the inside hallelujah I can see you coming back again wonderful Lord Jesus and I see uh, I won't say old dreams being revived but I, I believe it's a fresh new season and I believe it's time because you've got an ability to see and an ability to hear and an ability to know in your heart and it's time to go back into the presence of God and say God tell me again awaken me to the the truths I'm meant to be seeing front and center and right in my focus in Jesus name so Father, we bless Bill. Father, we release this anointing over him that he rise again in Jesus' name. It's not that you're doing badly, but I believe there's something inside you that still wants the best. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you for hearing me. Amen. God bless you. Well, I think, I think that's about me. Let me give a big round of applause to all the people who stayed for as long as they did. You are champions.